Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly pre-game podcast. My name is Jared, and as always, I am joined by my buddy, David. How are you doing, man? Oh, man. Uh, you know, a lot of emotions this week, Jared. A lot of emotions, as, as with every Broncos fan, I'm sure. Um, you know, the Von Miller trade, obviously, still shaken by that you know, a win against the Washington football team, but now you've got more injuries to talk about coming up against a, a Dallas squad, you know, mixed feelings, mixed feelings, Jared. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way that Von Miller trade has me in all types of feels. Uh, I don't really know how to think about it other than the fact that, uh, you know, we're Broncos country through and through. And I think Von's con- Broncos country through and through. Uh, so we have that. And I, I wish him nothing but the best over in L.A., but, you know, coming off of a win against the Washington football team, it, that's, it feels really good. Uh, you know, we're, we're 50, 500 on the, league, on the season right now. That's tough uh, where we're sitting, and it doesn't look like we're going to get much better than this. I, don't think, I think this may or may not be the last time we see us at 500. Mm. Uh, I see us below 500 for the rest of the season. But we'll get into that as we start talking against uh, a game against this Cowboys team who's really playing very well and is expecting Dak Prescott back. But in the meantime, before we get into that, please sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. Hey, Broncos country. Are you hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. That's an easy answer, easy winner, $5 on one team, and you win $200 on that. Obviously, if you're like me and Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings will not leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving away new customers free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So here's what we need you to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you win $200 in free bets. That easy. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 years or older, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit with that $5 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Obviously, if you have a gambling problem, please see somebody. Call 1-800-GAMBLER to get some help. Okay, here we are, David. We're Mm -hmm. 500, and how do you feel about that last game? Like, honestly, like, let's talk about this. Like, how do you feel about that last game? Do we feel like we're in a position that we're we're sitting 500 on the season right now? No. Um, No, honestly, I enjoyed watching that win less than just about any other Broncos win that I can remember uh, in recent history, for sure. Uh, it it felt like a game where the team that bungled the least 
was going to take it away. It didn't feel like either team necessarily really wanted to win that game. Um, and just one team made one fewer mistake at the end. And boy, did they try. That last offensive series for the Broncos was <laughs> so mind-numbingly bad that we all wondered out loud on the on the group chat if they were trying to lose the game. Um, so yeah, it was not for lack of trying that that game came away as a Broncos victory. Uh, and, and it's not going to be the kind of play that will win them many or maybe even any games going forward if they continue that standard of play. Um, and, you know, frankly, if they have that interception not dropped by Washington in the first quarter, uh, you know, that, that gift from Teddy Bridgewater over the middle, who knows what that game looks like. Um, so, yeah, I, it's, it's not going to be sustainable and a sustainable effort going forward. Nobody in Broncos country should be fooled by that 17-10 to 10 win. There is a lot to work on. Uh, and they've got to do it very, very quickly because Dallas is six and one. Um, they just beat the Minnesota Vikings with Cooper Rush at quarterback. And like you said, Jared, they've got Dak Prescott coming back this week, most likely. Um, so it is improve quickly time uh, for this Denver Broncos team in all facets of the game. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, the Cowboys are are playing just Absolutely lights out when uh, Dak Prescott's in, and in general, they're just playing a very good game. And this is probably the first season in a long time that we can say that the, the Dallas Cowboys defense is just playing very, very well right now. And yeah. it, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. And just the way that our offense has been playing against their defense, the way our defense is playing against what they're going to show up with their offense, it doesn't it doesn't look so great. But just quick side note because you know i feel like every podcast is talking about it if you're a denver broncos podcast you got to talk about it and i want to get your opinion on this david the von miller trade now i again i feel a certain way about it in the fact that von has been a denver bronco through and through and and i understand that it was going to be hard to get him a contract in the offseason coming in into this next year uh, but there's also a level of me that understands that uh this is business, right? Like, I mean, is, is that where we're at? Like, this is a business and our, and here's, here's my follow on question is, are we in a position where we're just kind of starting to sell for draft picks to be able to use the draft picks to, for either the draft or the future? Because that's where we're at. Well, we're certainly stockpiling draft picks. Uh, what for, I can't say yet. Maybe it's to just draft more players in the future. Maybe it's to gear up and go after a veteran quarterback in this offseason. I don't know. Um, it could be potentially for either of those things. It could be for neither. Uh, but what I will say, uh, as far as the Von Miller trade goes, is it really was a win-win. Um, you heard George Payton go out and say that today in his, um, in his press conferences. It, it was a win for the organization and for Von. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of GM speak in there as well. But I think he was right on in this. Uh, that Vaughn gets to go to a team that's going to compete in the playoffs this year. They're going to be competing for the Super Bowl this year. Um, they have a really legitimate chance to make the the NFC Championship game at the very least. And who knows from there? You know, when you get into the playoffs, it's all about matchups. It's all about one-on-one matchups in these games. And when you've got Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller on a defense like that, those are chances that I really like for the Rams. Uh, so, yeah, you know, good for Vaughn Miller to be able to kind of spend what you would have to assume is one of the last years of his career uh, chasing a ring. Uh, you know, one of the last years of his peak for sure chasing a ring. Um, the Broncos get a second and a third round draft pick. 
in return. And, you know, even though those are probably going to be later round picks because the Rams are really good this year, you're still looking at two day two picks that, as we talked about earlier, you can use to upgrade your roster in a number of different ways. You've got now five top 100 picks in the 2022 NFL draft if you're the Denver Broncos, uh, and that ain't a bad thing. So, no. yeah, it's it's really, really tough to lose Vaughn. He's an all-time Bronco. He will be missed. Um, he's a guy who you really hope can come back at a certain point in some fashion or other. Uh, you know, he's going to be in the ring of fame in his first year of eligibility, no question. Um, yeah, it, it stinks. The Broncos are worse in the short term for having lost him. But, yeah, like you said, Jared, it's a business. That's the way it goes sometimes. Well, and, and let's talk about this too. And mm-hmm. having those top 100 picks, you said five top 100 picks. Um, the way that George Payton has been drafting, I, I think that's a big win for Broncos country. And I, and I, I think that can't be understated just the way that we've seen it. Um, it that's it where sucks. you have to build your roster. You know, if you first, everybody talks about first round picks and that's the sexiness in a draft, but your top 100 picks are how you build your roster out. That's where your starters yep. come from. It can't all just be, you know, first round blue chip players. And that's just who you trot out every year. Um, you've got to hit on second and third round picks and they, they can't just be minor contributors. You've got to be able to re- lean on guys that you pick in those rounds to be starters as well. Um, so yeah, let's not, let's not get caught up in the fact that the Broncos didn't get a first round pick for Von Miller. Second and third round picks are incredibly valuable picks and should turn into meaningful contributors on your team. Well, I mean, look at look at Williams right now. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he was the second round. We trade up for the second round, and he's absolutely a, a staple of our offense right now. If you look at it that way, and, Cortland um, Sutton, second round pick. Cortland Sutton, second round pick. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I do think I do think there's you're right. There's a lot of value in those those uh, second day picks, specifically yep. in the first couple rounds, uh, yep. second third round. That, that we have a lot to look on. All right, let's talk about this game. David, we're, mm-hmm. we're going into Dallas, right, uh, on a team that's getting their quarterback back, which is Dak Prescott and and uh, somebody who's who's very good on the offensive side of the ball. So let's talk about the offensive side of the ball or defense side of the ball for the Broncos, offensive side of the ball for the Cowboys. What matchups are you looking at? Let's start on the outside, cornerbacks versus their wide receivers. Yeah, absolutely. Um Cornerbacks versus their wide receivers, it's going to be a slog. I mean, man, do they have some talent on the outside. Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, um, Cedric Wilson, you know, you guy uh, from CSU whose name just literally left my head. Uh, anyway, um, uh, he's he's on IR. Michael, uh, Michael Gallup, there it is. Michael Gallup went on IR, so he's out. Uh, for this game, unfortunately, but man, do they still have a lot of talent on the offense? Um, you've got Tony Pollard there. You've got Ezekiel Elliott, um, Blake Jarwin, talented tight end for them. Um, it's going to be a, a tough day for Ronald Darby and Patrick Sertan. Uh, it, you know, they're talented guys. And I think especially for Sertan, I'm excited because I want to see what he can do against this level of competition. You know, he held scary Terry to what? 17, one catch for 17 yards. Something like Absolutely. that. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, he had a good day against McLaurin. It's another good test for Sertan. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm nervous because I think they're probably going to eat a little bit, especially if Dak is back. Um, but I am excited to see, uh, you know, especially how Sertan steps up to that challenge. Yeah, and we're the third in the league in points against, which I think is super important uh, as, as we're talking about going forward. 
towards possible. You know, we obviously we wish we make the playoffs, and both of us have talked about this. I, I, we don't see this as a playoff team, just the way that we're sitting. Uh, however, we have low points against, and I think this is the first team that might be able to put up as we get ready for league play. Uh, you know, um, the Chargers and Kansas City. I I think this is the first team that might be able to put up th- thirty five points on us. Right yeah. on this defense, and and that's unfortunate. But I I like what you're looking at. Patrick Sertan against somebody like Ceedee Lamb or Amari Cooper is is, cool. is a big matchup for them. Um, also remember that we have Bryce Callahan who's out, and he's we're, we're expecting him to be out for the game. Um, and the, our backup here is Kyle Fuller, who we have to we have to keep in mind has not been playing very well this year, and we'll mm-hmm. see what happens with him. Everyone is expecting him to be traded at the trade deadline, which is now gone. Right. Gone and passed. So uh, Kyle Fuller probably filling in for that slot position, if not Patrick Sertan, Kyle Fuller, and, and Darby on the outside. So I'm I'm actually interested, really, as I'm watching this game, to see where we play Patrick Sertan um, in in this defense overall. Because at this point, I would say Patrick Sertan's our number one corner. He started off as a rookie who didn't get the starting position and is now, in my opinion, our number one corner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Kyle Fuller, I don't think they got – any offers for Kyle Fuller, honestly. I think they would have traded <laughs> Kyle Fuller and for not much of anything either. Um, yeah, I just I don't think they got any offers for him. Um, you're right. Uh, you, you maybe thought a little bit more would happen at the deadline there. Um, but, you know, it's next man up now with, with Callahan injured. I think we probably will see some snaps for Kyle Fuller. Um, maybe Caden Stearns gets out there a little bit more as well. Um, it's just going to have to be a... a, a fill in by committee approach at that slot corner position. Um, we'll see how it goes. I would expect Isa Esang Bassi, Esang Bassi, sorry, Esang, um, or Duke Dawson, if either of those guys are ready to go, maybe Michael Ojemudia, if anybody's ready to come off of the injured reserve, get elevated. We saw Nate Harrison uh, play a little bit um, against uh, against Washington this last week. I think he had a pass breakup, actually. Um, so yeah, they've, they've got options there to rotate in. Um, we saw that's why they traded away Kerry Vincent at the deadline today. He was just kind of caught up in the log jam there. Um, and it wasn't, wasn't going to be him no matter what. So, you know, it'll be one of those guys, Dawson, Bassey, uh, or Harrison going again. Um, yeah, like I said, it's just going to have to be defensive back by committee to fill that slot corner hole. Absolutely. Let's bring it inside a little bit, obviously in the safety positions, uh, Justin Simmons and Jackson, I, th- those are our, our staples. We expect a little bit more out of them. I think Justin Simmons has been playing a little bit timid, and and I don't know what it is. Whether it's, I don't know, the big contract year that he just got his big contract, or or you know, faith in the defense. I'm not sure, but he has not been playing a great game um, in the past couple weeks. Um, but let's let's talk about this linebacker position because I I feel like this is super important. Justin Shenod, as I was texting you guys during the season or during the the game, he was making some really really bad plays. Like there was a there was a play that I texted specifically that was talking about. He went in for what looked like a play action, got halfway to mm-hmm. the quarterback, saw that it was a play action, and then looked for his receiver and just instead of just making his mistake and trying to. He had a full shot at the quarterback if he would have taken it. Didn't take it. I think he's no longer being a starter on the inside linebacker. Kenny Young, though. Kenny Young was playing very well. Picked him up from the Rams, was a starter for the Rams. I think he played very well against the Washington uh, football team, and I and I think that's really 
one of the reasons that defense did so well. Uh, how do you feel about our inside linebacker position right now with all the injuries that we've had? Um, kind of optimistic, and that's a little bit weird to say. Uh, but I'm just – it's really, really interesting to watch these, new, these young guys kind of figure it out. Um, like you said, Kenny Young coming over from, you know, kind of a reverse Von Miller situation coming over to a team that had Super Bowl aspirations to a team that has, you know, top 10 pick aspirations this year. Uh, but you know, I, he's going to go out there. He's going to play hard. Um, Baron Browning had a really, you know, he was the defensive, uh, signal caller. He had the green dot and was relaying the defensive play calls this week uh, until he got injured. Um, so, you know, already taking that big responsibility from the rookie, um, you know, a guy who didn't practice a ton this offseason either was really, really injured. Uh, so, yeah, it, good to see the coaching staff instilling some responsibility in these young guys when they can stay healthy. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I know we've been bitten by the injury bug in there, especially more than most positions. Um, but, you know, really interesting to see these young guys step up and play. Um it's going to be another tough – it's going to be a tough matchup this week, though, because you're not just having Antonio Gibson um, and Tyler, Taylor Heineke running at you. It's, uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. That's that's a different McGill altogether. Um, and, you know, these cow, the Cowboys like to be – it's weird because you think of the Cowboys as a run-first team, and honestly, they're really not anymore. You, you think of them that way because they have Ezekiel Elliott, and it's um, – you know, you, that's what they used to be, right? They used to be warriors on the offensive line. They used to have Ezekiel Elliott just running it down your throat and the passing game would be a compliment to that, but they're much more of a pass first team now. Um, so I'm really going to be looking at these linebackers in, in coverage this week um, against these running backs in coverage, but also against a pretty athletic tight end in Blake Jarwin. Uh, do you think, what do you think about that matchup in, in particular, Jared? Do you think these linebackers are going to hold up? I, I think so, and and I'm starting, like you said, optimistic about the linebackers. I think Baron Browning stepping up into that role. I do expect that uh, that Kenny Young is going to get that green dot eventually, just because of his seniority uh, in the league and his 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 mentality towards the game. Um, but yeah, given that green dot to Baron Browning, that was that was a huge step, and um, I like I like these tight ends in this matchup uh, only for the the gap fill. The unfortunate part is as we transition this to the offensive defensive line, I'm not completely, you know, again with Mike Purcell possibly being out, most likely being out for this game. It's a little bit more difficult on the interior defensive line versus their interior offensive line. I I expect them to run up the middle a lot. And I think that's where we're going to need to step up and have those linebackers, specifically Young and Browning, stepping up into the interior uh, gaps. I, I I just don't know. Uh, they're they have the number one guard in the league in Zach Martin right now. He's playing very well. Uh, he he's also a, a 2018 guy, 2019 guy, um, 20 sorry 2014. He's been in the league for a, a minute. Um, he's an older guy in the league, and he's playing very well and probably one of his best seasons in the league, if anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, sorry, I, I lost us here. I see you. Yeah. Um, 18 minutes. You're making me do a lot of editing here, David. I know, I know. You're, you're going to love it, though. Uh, where are we moving on to? We're interior defensive line. Are you high again? No, I, uh, I'm, I'm distracted. Um, what are you distracted you. about? Are you this Mike Kisla thing? Because it's really yeah. fucking. 
Yeah, uh, he, at this point, he, he blocked us on Twitter. Did he block us? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yep, absolutely. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, because he, he snarked me, so I snarked him back. I was, yeah. I'm tired of it. Yeah. He goes, uh, he said something <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I saw, I saw the, I saw the comments on my, on my mm-hmm. watch and I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, I've taken that as an accomplishment cause fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, uh hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Back to the show. I, right. So much fucking editing, David. Um, I, I, so I, I transitioned us to the interior defensive line versus their offensive line. Okay. Uh, yeah, so our I Thanks, I like I kind of like this matchup honestly. If Shelby Harris and Draymond Jones can bring the same energy that they brought last week, because um, they were better. Honestly, I, I thought they looked better against the Washington football team. You know, we they lost their center during the game, so it may be a question of you know playing a, a, against reserves there. But if they can continue to step up their production a little bit, um, get they had five pressures each, I think, um, and they're really going to need to fill that void. Uh, with uh, Von Miller obviously not on the team anymore, they're going to have to step up and and provide a little more as far as pass rush goes. So yeah, I, I kind of like it. Um, it's not again, it's not the same uh, Cowboys interior offensive line that we've seen from pass from the past. So it's a matchup that if they're playing like they played last week, yeah, you can you can take advantage there. Uh, Mike Purcell probably not going to play again, so that's something to look at. You're going to have Shamar Stephan. Deshaun Williams uh, rotating in there at defensive tackle at nose tackle. Uh, maybe McTelvin Aguim seems some more sees some more snaps this week. Uh, but yeah, it, it's if they get pushed off the ball like they had, you know, the the previous couple of weeks before the Washington football team. I'll say this: it's going to be a really long day because they're not going to need to pass the ball all over the yard against us in that scenario. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, what it comes down to is that uh, that interior, right? I if we can't get the pressure, and and we talked about this too. Uh, ultimately, the energy of the defense starts on the defensive line. If we can't mm-hmm. get the pressure to get to the quarterback, they they can do whatever the fuck they want to us. Uh, sorry for those family listening podcasters, um, but that's that's really what it comes down to. If if they can if they can just control line of scrimmage, and Ezekiel is not getting touched until three yards up scrimmage, there's nothing we can do about it. And yeah. and that's where the energy has to come from. Shelby Harris, Draymond Jones, they have to be able to get some pressure and, and get some penetration in there or else we're going to have nothing. Um, back to the Von Miller trade. I know we talked about it, but uh, how do we feel about Jonathan Cooper and the way that he's playing now that he's been elevated as a starter? Um, a huge, huge thing for Jonathan Cooper, right? Bradley Chubb, Von Miller traded, Bradley Chubb injured. Uh, Malik Reed on one side, Jonathan Cooper, seventh round, twenty twenty one pick. He's been playing well in in the absence of those, but as a full time full game thing, how do we expect Jonathan Cooper to be playing this game? Uh, I, I'm really interested to see because um, you know Tyron Smith may be out. Um, not really sure what his status is going to be. Uh, I think he had a bone spur um, in his ankle, and he's kind of been playing through it. But it is the kind of thing that needs surgery to correct. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if he plays or not. Um, if he's not, if he is playing, I don't expect him to be at a hundred percent. Um, so yeah, Jonathan Cooper or Malik Reed, whoever's lined up against him. And I know we had them, uh, rushing 
uh, from both sides interchangeably during the game. So uh, I, I would expect them to get a little edge pressure this game, um, either with Jonathan Cooper or Malik Reed. Yeah, I mean, I mean that'd be nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, the outside left tackled whoever whoever's outside on that one side is. It, you're right. Hopefully, we get a little bit of pressure, get a couple sacks in this game. All right, David, let's flip the, let's flip the switch. And this is this is going to be difficult. And I, I I'm going to be honest with you. I I love the offense. I think we have all the talent in the world on the offense. But holy crap, can we not just execute? Can we not just like get a couple points on the board with the amount of talent that we have? Um, on the offensive side. So where are we sitting on the offensive side against this surprisingly uh, pretty good defense of the of the Dallas Cowboys? Well, that's the thing. Um, it's it's kind of another question of who's playing for this Dallas defense. Um, you've got Trayvon Diggs, their number one corner uh, rookie. No, second year, I believe. Second year. Second year, yeah. Um, number one corner playing really well, um, but may not be able to go. Uh, so, the, you know, they've got some questions in the secondary for them. Um, their safety tandem, okay. Um, you, you've got uh, you've got Jaron Curse uh, over at strong safety, um, and you've got DeMonte Casey. Yeah, yeah, at free safety. Um, I just, I don't know. It's... It's got. It's kind of a situation where Dan Quinn has gotten more out of them than the sum of their parts right now, and it's really interesting to watch. Um, you know, they've got Randy Gregory terrorizing quarterbacks right now. You know, kind of on his uh, on a rebound in his career. Um, you've got no Demarcus Lawrence there. He's been on injured reserve all year. Uh, you know, it's just not a star-studded defense, but they're playing really, really well, and they're playing really well in this scheme. Uh, interestingly enough, Quinn has really gone away from. Um, that cover three Seattle scheme that he was really known for in Atlanta that he brought over from Seattle. Um, He's really gone a lot more man coverage this year, uh, adapted his scheme to his players, which would be nice. Um, (laughs) And you you don't have to hint at that, that it would be very nice if uh, the Denver Broncos coaching staff would adjust schemes to their players and the strengths of their players. Shimmer. Shimmer. But yeah. um, So, you know, it's, it's, there's names on this Broncos offense that I think can win individual matchups. Your Jerry Judy's, your Cortland Sutton's, your Tim Patrick's, but you know, it's just the way it's schemed. I, I feel like they're going to be out coached in this game, our offense versus their defense more than anything else. I think we've got matchups on player on paper with players that we can, we can win, but I think we're going to be out coached. Yeah. I, <sighs> I hate to say it, but I agree. Uh, I I think the way that we've been coaching our offense has just been into the hands of the defenses for the past couple couple weeks. Honestly, for the whole year, other than the first three games, our offense has just been dealing into the hands of the the, uh, opposing defense. And this is one of those games that I think we could really take advantage of running the ball very heavily. And a guy that... I wanted to get in the off season or I wanted to get in the uh, draft. And I, I feel like I say this every year for the, probably the past three years, I've wanted to get an interior defensive lineman or interior linebacker uh, in Mika Parsons. He had a lot of off off field stuff that he had going on that a lot of Broncos country wasn't a fan of, but I think I like Mika Parsons as one of the best interior linebackers of that draft class is playing very well. Um, Leighton Van Der Esch- well, and here's the yep. thing about Parsons is they've moved him from inside linebacker. He's their edge rusher now, and he's yep. one of the most productive edge rushers in the league. 
Um, and yeah, I was one of those members of Broncos country that didn't really want him around. I still think that that experiment goes sideways for them at some point. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Cause right now he's playing lights out. Um, he's playing, he's, he's playing amazing. Yeah. And from he's multiple positions. Amazing. Yeah. And Leighton Vander Esch, not so hot. Uh, and, and a lot of this is because let's be honest, the Denver, sorry, the, the Dallas defense is playing a lot of shootout games. They've yep. been in a lot of games that have been shootouts. And because their offense is so prolific, their defense has had to suffer the fact that their offense is getting the scores and getting off the field. So they're on the field more often. So a lot of their grades are a little bit lower, but this defense is still, I mean, uh, Trayvon Diggs with the interception leader by a lot. I mean, he has what six interceptions already on this year. Yeah, absolutely. Like something and something yeah. ridiculous. And yeah. and if he doesn't play, he doesn't play. But still, that I mean, that shows anything about Dan Quinn's defense and the way that he's setting up this this uh, Dallas defense is just absolutely amazing. You're right. I think we get out coached by someone who's got a lot more experience and a lot more uh, success in the league on the coaching aspect, especially on the defensive side. Now, I, I again, let's transition this. Where's our keys to the game? Our keys to the game for this game for me is the run game. We have two just amazing running backs who are getting over 3.5 yards. I think 3.9 and almost 4.1 in the last game. We need to keep the ball on the ground. We need to run the ball more than 20, 20 times a game. And that's really what it comes down to. And we need to keep the ball on the ground, control the clock, control the ball. Don't give the the ball to the uh, Dallas offense because we know that our defense can't hold on. This is a different Broncos team. With the injuries that we have on the defense, we can't sit here and say, it's okay, we can go three and out, the defense will stop them. Yeah. We need to control the clock, we need to control the ball, and the run game is where we do it. Yeah, absolutely. And y- your your number's almost right there. Yeah, 3.9 yards per carry for Williams, 4.7 for Melvin Gordon against the Washington football team, and they almost had 20 carries. 19 carries for them and one for Jerry Judy. Um, so, you, you know, you see those rushing numbers creep up a little bit, only 26 passes for the Broncos. That's a little closer to the, the, the balance that they need to be striking. Um, but yeah, when you're, when you're running at 4.7 yards per clip, you've got to lean on it a little bit, a little bit more. Um, yeah. like, especially when your offense just can't seem to get anything going and you have that going for you, you, you've got to just do what you can. Um, and this is the know. game to do it. This is this defensive line is not the same as the defensive line of the Washington football team. It's not. And and the the level of play, the athleticism, the physicality is just not the same. So we need to be able to establish the run game. Power game, not zone, because the zone game is going to kill us. Uh, cool. They have the pass rushers to be able to do it. But power game, get the ball into the hands of our playmakers, which is right now in the backfield, and then do the timing routes on the outside when we need to. Third and second, third and third. Like we need to, we need to take advantage of the same thing we did against Washington. If if we have that game plan, it'll it'll go smooth. But we have to keep the ball, and we have to get the first downs, and we, yeah. we have to have our offense be successful, or else we're just going to get absolutely destroyed in this game. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. And unfortunately, I, I kind of see it going that way. Um, yeah, I, I th- this is the thing. Right now, the Broncos are just not a well-coached team. Um, and it's going to show against most other teams. Um, you know, I, I think Ron Rivera is a good coach. He just didn't have all the players that he, you know, if he'd had a couple more reserves, who knows what that game could have turned into. But yeah, going up against this squad, 
coached the way it is and ours coached the way we are, it's it's a bad recipe to me, Jared. Um, I, I think this one may get out of hand. Are, are we? Are we? You think we're about ready to do score predictions? Yeah, we, let's let's do this. If the Denver Broncos let's play this game that we did last week, and I like this segment. Um, if the Denver Broncos are to win this game, how do we win this game? Because oh, I feel okay. like I just said it. I yeah. I said it on the run game. Run game, control the clock. Uh, we have to control the ball, control the clock, run the ball. Don't let Teddy throw over thirty times. Like we can't, we can't have that. We need to keep the ball on the ground and control the clock. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and turnovers this time. It's gotta, it's gotta be turnovers, and not just you know turnovers to you know at the end of the game where you th- or at the end of a half where it's you know a hail mary and then you know Justin Justin Simmons picks it in the end zone. You've got to have a fumble or maybe even an inter- a pick six, uh, you know, something that sets you up, if not, you know, scoring on it, something that sets you up deep in Dallas territory uh, and you get a quick score off of that. That's how you're going to win this game. The Broncos offense, I don't think is equipped to win shootouts. Um, they're just, they're not protecting Teddy Bridgewater well enough slash Teddy Bridgewater's not making good enough decisions down the field to score on successive drives like that. Um, so yeah, shootout, the Broncos have no hope in, um, you run the ball, you control the clock and it has to, you have to get turnovers, at least one, probably two meaningful turnovers deep in Dallas territory. That's how you win this game. Yep. No, absolutely. Love it. Uh, okay. Let's go score predictions. Okay. Uh, Um, you want to go first? I, I hate doing this, and I hope my brother-in-law is listening to this podcast because he's gonna he's gonna love this. Um, I predict the Dallas Cowboys to win this game. Yeah, I yeah. I, I just don't see, uh, barring some sort of miracle or some sort of uh, I don't know crazy coaching turnaround that they decide that they're gonna get it. Uh, I just don't see us winning this game against a very good Dallas Cowboys team. Just in general, they're well coached, they're well played, they're playing. Like, I don't know. I just don't see it. So I'm I'm gonna predict. I think I think we stay in it. And if anything, last case, I think we do the same thing we did for the last three games, last four games that we've lost, where we kind of try to come back in the fourth quarter and, and come up with something. I say this is a 27-21 game, but it's never gonna feel ever within a one-score game. Ever. Yeah, right. No. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're totally right about that. It's gonna be another one of those games like. Um, you know, like the Cleveland game, where even if the score is close, it's not going to feel like we're really in the game. Um, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be something like 31-14, 31-10. Yeah, I, I think the, the Cowboys are going to stick it to us. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where this team can look like a competent team against bad teams. Um, and so, you know, for the rest of the season, you know, against Detroit, I think the Broncos will keep it close and probably win. But that's also the reason I see us winning two, maybe three games for the rest of the season. Cause we don't have that many bad teams left on the schedule and the good ones are going to come and show us up. And I think we're going to see that against Dallas. You know, it's hard to say all these things when we're 500. Like, I know, it's hard I to know, say all I these know. things when we're four and four. It's, it's so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you know, we said it earlier. I think George Payton said it in his press conference. It's um, you know, it's a four and four team that feels like we're one and seven. Um, you know, it's just, they haven't played well. They all know it. Um, and there's no more free rides from here on out. It's just, you know, every team's going to be probably 
competing for playoff spots from here on out that the Broncos play. All of our division opponents are going to be competing for playoff spots uh, coming up. And we have, what, five more division games? So, yeah, it's... We played it, one division. We played one division. One game division so game. Yeah. So it gets zero percent easier from here, um, and that's just how it's going to be for the rest of the season. This Broncos squad, they're professionals. They're going to come out. They're going to play every game, and they're going to have to because it's it, it, otherwise, you know, it just gets real, real ugly. If this team actually gives up on the coaching staff, man, we're going to see some ugly, ugly games going forward. Yeah, and I, I'm not. I'm not convinced they haven't. Like, let's be honest, just the way that they've been playing, the motivation, the the hustle, the the I don't know. It it just doesn't seem like this team is is playing for the coaching staff. They're not playing for their lives. They're not playing for their jobs. Mm-hmm. It just seems like they're playing to to run the route, do their thing, and then get off the field. And that's that's tough to say after coming off of a win. And I hate being negative. So let let's end on some positive notes, David. Um. How do we finish off? How do the Broncos finish off this game? Like, how, how do we how do we go into this game positive? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's tough because this Cowboys team is a tough team. So, what what is it that we can think of that's like, okay, are we going to get those picks that you talked about? Are we going to get those sacks? You know what? Uh, if if the offensive line plays well this game. We could see some really interesting stuff from our young playmakers, Alberto, Jerry Judy. You know, Jerry Judy coming back now, um, coming working his way back off that that injury a little bit more. You know, we saw him get get some uh, get some run against the Washington football team, but didn't play. Um, you know, his usual dynamic self. But you know, does he work his way back and make a spectacular play or two? We all know he's capable of it. Um, you know, that little things like that are what I'm going to be looking for in these kind of games for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, yeah. Cause it'd cause... be awesome if he was a forgotten part of our offense, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He got, got the injury. He, he became kind of a forgotten part that like he can play slot and in Alabama, he played slot a majority of his career. Mm-hmm. So having him come back in the absence of KJ Hamler, I think would be really cool. Um, I, I want to see the defensive ends. Uh, that slash outside linebackers, uh, Jonathan Cooper, Malik Reed. I want to see what they could do against Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak Prescott's very good at evading the sack. He's not a running quarterback, but he's very good at evading uh, pressure. So I want to see if they can get the pressure on him to at least make him move. Uh, if not, it's going to be a long game. That, yeah. that, I think that's going to be my make or break for this. If if we can get some pressure on Dak Prescott, at least for him to make the quick throws slash move inside the pocket. I think this is this is the game. If not, it's going to be a long night for Broncos country. And we're talking the 31-10 score that you talked. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Any final thoughts, David? Final thoughts. Um, mm, I'm not looking forward to having to wear that Cowboys jersey at some point this season. Uh, I know you're going to have to wear it uh, this upcoming week. And, and you know, as, as little as, as I feel good for you um, – it's you know at least you're getting it out of the way <laughs> yeah yeah that's my final thoughts too i'm uh i'm with my in-laws this weekend and oh. uh my brother-in-law made a bet to both me and david um got got a two for one uh that that we would have to wear a jersey on one of our shows so pay attention to the um pre-game show 
uh, as I will be wearing, I will have him on as a special guest, but I will also be wearing a Dallas jersey of his choosing, and I still have no idea what it is. Uh, not looking forward to that, but um, this game might be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm there with the in-laws enjoying football, and let, let's be honest, as much as as much as we love it, uh, you know, sports is there for a reason. Football is there for a reason. I love my Broncos. I will be rooting for the Broncos whether we lose 31-10 or win 31-10. I, I think every second of it I'll be rooting for the Broncos. They're to cheer us on against Cowboys fans, and um, we're going to stay here, David. <laughs> Amen. We're, Absolutely. We could lose We could lose the rest of the damn games the rest of the season. We'll be here this year, next year, the year after. We love Broncos football. We love Broncos uh, football win lose or draw so on that note david guys thank you so much for listening uh make sure you hit that subscribe button make sure you hit that share button and as always go broncos go broncos Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news.